Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and today's episode, we're going off the rails, and we're going to do something a little bit different. Today's going to be all about giving the draft pick to us, Lakers. We want your draft pick. Don't, don't try to keep it. It's not yours. It's ours. And we're going to get into a little bit about the teams that are out of the race that really don't affect this that there's going to be eight teams that we look at that are not going to be included there's also three teams that we want to watch and then three teams that we want to win like there's a lot that's going on and because the Grizzlies are now securely in the playoff hunt at that point there's a lot of jockeying going on there's going to be some some switching of spots with the, the Warriors throughout the end of the year and that's important mainly for home court advantage. And that's going to be really, that's it. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be teams that switch up and down. And throughout maybe the last five games, if we look into April, there will be teams that look for teams they want to play. And whether it's going to be uh, Denver or Dallas or even somebody that could be like the Clippers or the Timberwolves, what do they do? Are they going to swap you know, seven and eight? We're going to mainly dig into the teams that give us our draft pick, and that is going to be surrounded by the Lakers. And so we want to just diagnose that because in the end of the day, the Grizzlies are headed for a, for a playoff spot. They should have hopefully a playoff series win at the end of this, if not two, three, whatever. I don't want to look into that too much. I think that is a month out as where we're going into the playoffs. So I kind of want to take a step back because we are in the middle of March Madness. And the conference tournaments are starting this week as well as uh, Selection Sunday. And then we get into the tournament from a week from now. So just looking at these teams that we're, we're going to just break down today, I thought it'd be a good time to see how the Grizzlies Find a way to get the pick from the Lakers. Because if the Grizzlies do not get that pick, it turns into two second-round picks. And that is not what I want. I want a top 15 pick. Obviously, right now, we're looking at probably at the at the max, it's going to go 12. There's no way it goes above 12. And it could get down as low as probably 10, maybe 9, if if, if all went the wrong way. It would go nine, but either way, 10 or nine does not matter to us because that would go straight to the Lakers because it is protected in the top 10. So we need the Lakers pick and we need it to be 11 or 12. I prefer 11. I'll take it. That's a, that's a big sweat. But let's go ahead and get into it right now. And that is going to be the teams that are out. Teams we don't care about because they're mainly too far back. They're all tanking. They all understand that they're not going to win at a high enough level to reach the Lakers, who are actually trying to still win. The Lakers are ninth in the West. 
they want to still win at that point. So they're going to keep pushing, even though sometimes it looks like they're not actually trying very hard. But the, t- the 10 teams that are out, there's no way that the Lakers will fall below them. And that is the Orlando Magic, the Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, Oklahoma City Thunder, the Indiana Pacers, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Portland Trailblazers. And before we talked that the Kings could make a push, right? They, they potentially could. They're just not good enough. So they're at this point, they want their draft pick. They want the best they can get. They're still playing their guys, but I don't think they can make a big enough search to even get close to the Lakers. The San Antonio Spurs, same thing. They're very good, but they're also going to rest DeJounte Murray at times. They want to make sure that they're also getting a good pick. There's no reason to just play so good that you get close to the Pelicans, which are in the 10th spot in the West. There's no way they're going to reach them with with this amount of games, as well as the Blazers, who have now, uh, they're three games back of the Pelicans, and they're on a five-game losing streak. So at this point, with Anthony Simons out of the lineup, it looks to be that the Blazers are officially tanking because there's no way that they need to keep getting better at this point. There's nothing to play for. Even if they get into the playoffs, how good would they be? They'd get into the play-in and probably get bounced. So so why win? And so those eight teams I'm looking at right now, there's no way that they're going to jump over the Lakers. All right, let's move on to the three teams that we need to win. And that's going to be three teams that are in the East, three teams that are in the play-in at the moment. And that is the Atlanta Hawks, Brooklyn Nets, and the Charlotte Hornets. Those three teams are above the Wizards, and they look like they're giving them a chance to, hey, you can play good and potentially take us out of the one of the play-in spots. That's what they're giving. They're giving a glimpse of hope to Washington, who is already out with Bradley Bill. Quit giving them hope. Just put them away. Let them go as far as you possibly can. Let them start their tank. Bradley Bill is out for the season. And I know they're trying to implement the other guys on their team and they want to look good. Why not go ahead and drop down and get a better pick? Slide in a better pick, a top 10, a top 11 pick with someone like Bradley Bill and Porzingis and the other guys that they have with Kyle Kuzma. Come on, Hawks, Nets, Hornets, figure it out. Solidify yourselves in the play-in. And just go ahead and run away and hide from the Washington Wizards. Because right now you're giving them hope. And we don't want to give them hope. We want them to go away. And when they go away, that means they'll start tanking, start resting guys. And towards the end of the season, you'll see their losses start to pile up. Which will separate themselves and put them below the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, let's talk about the three teams that we're going to watch for the rest of the season Uh, And one of those is the Washington Wizards. They're currently 12th. So they're a game and a half ahead of the Lakers, who are in the 11th spot of the worst teams in the NBA. So with that being said, Wizards, we need you to fall below the Lakers, okay? Because I'm afraid of another team, and that's the team out out west, and that is the New Orleans Pelicans. The Grizzlies play them tonight, but they are just one game back of the Los Angeles Lakers 
who are not playing well at all. And now LeBron has taken a rest game, and Russell Westbrook has now come out and talked about how he's actually hearing the noise, and his family is kind of hearing it as well. And there's a struggle going on. And I feel for him on a personal level, but I also know that he has not been very good this year. And it just comes to show that sometimes these big cities can eat you up. And I feel like Russell Westbrook, even though he's from California, I think that he's getting eaten alive out there because he's just not playing well. And not everyone plays well with LeBron. But even when LeBron was out, like this last game, Russell Westbrook just does not look good. So the Pelicans are just one game back of the Lakers. And the New York Knicks are a game and a half back. And the reason I worry about them is the same sense of the Washington Wizards. They're still playing their guys. And New York actually has a lot of young players that are looking to get time. And I know that you're going to have some guys that will play better at times and these young guys will come in and they won't look as good. And so there's obviously a lot of inconsistency when you have young guys, but you still have a guy like Julius Randle who just put up 46 points last game. Yes, it was against the Kings, but he still put up 46 points. And with a player like that on your team, he can win. He can win a game easily. And with going down the stretch, we really don't need them to win games. We want those teams, all these teams, to lose because it makes sure that with the Lakers playing as badly as they actually are, it allows them to stay below them and it keeps the Los Angeles Lakers in the 11th or higher spot of the worst records in the NBA. So let's look at these teams. Uh, we're going to kind of go in that order that we were in. So the Knicks, we're going to start off with them because they're a game and a half back. Okay, They have 17 games in 33 days. They are just not too far back of the Washington Wizards, but they're still far enough back out of it that if Atlanta, Brooklyn, and Charlotte started winning a little bit more, maybe you see somebody like Derrick Rose, maybe he doesn't return this year. Maybe you see some guys actually get some rest. And Tom Thibodeau, maybe he will play the young guys. Maybe he'll give Cam Reddish a chance. Even though I think Cam Reddish is good, he might actually take out Julius Randle, give him some rest days, knowing that possibly if they get a 10th pick, a top 10 pick, they might bring him back because this year was just a wash. It wasn't a good year. You could add another really good player to that New York Knicks team. So maybe that will be incentive enough for them to lose as we get closer down the stretch, even though they have a fairly decent schedule. There's not a ton of teams. They're right in the middle of the strength of schedule. All right, now let's go to the other team out in the East, and that is going to be the Washington Wizards. Like I said before, they are a game and a half up on the Lakers, but they also have 19 games in 33 days. That's a lot. And, and yes, they feel like they have a chance. They're not too far back. They're, they're going to jump up maybe and grab the Hawks, who aren't playing well as well either. They are only a game and a half up on the Wizards. So they're giving them hope, like I said. And with Bradley Bill out, any little hope allows these young guys like Corey Kisper to play a little bit better, gives them a chance, gives them hope that they might get in the play-in game just to get a little bit more experience. But if these other teams start winning, you'll see Washington, who with 19 games in 33 days, is tough. And with your best player out, you're going to lose games that you probably shouldn't normally lose because you're a little tired, but also 
they're resting guys because they have, you know, Porzingis, who's had injury issues in the past. Maybe they set him and maybe they rest him on back to back. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. And I would like to see the Wizards start falling down. But I do believe 19 games in 33 days, I think that itself will take care of it because this is a tough stretch. It's at the end of the season, 19 and 33. No matter if you're the front, middle, back, that's a lot of games in just a little amount of time. Uh, so the last thing and the last team I'm going to look at is the, the Pelicans. The Grizzlies play them tonight, and so the Grizzlies could kind of keep fate in their own hand and say, hey, we're going to continue to beat the teams that we need to beat and that we're better than, even though they didn't show up against the Rockets. That's, that's, we, didn't, we didn't record because I was so aggravated. Even though I slept on it, I came back the next day, I felt it's just one game in 82, day, 82 games. It's okay. Not a big deal. The sky isn't falling. It just irritates me when I feel like the guys, even though they were on a back-to-back with travel, I just felt like they didn't care. I feel like they didn't show up. And that is the biggest thing for me. I, if we play our best and we play really hard and we play good defense and we have good energy, then that's fine. It's okay. Like We're going to get into the playoffs. We might have to play games back-to-back. Like I need a little bit more energy than what they're actually giving. That's on another level. I'm going to get off my soapbox there. Let's get to the New Orleans Pelicans. They have 18 games in 34 days, so a little bit better. Uh, they are making the push, so that's the thing. They're looking to win. Of all the teams that I think could actually jump over the Lakers, it would be the Pelicans. The Pelicans are playing much better than the Lakers. I feel like the Pelicans are a better team, and with Zion coming back, I don't think he's going to actually play this season. Especially, they're going to get into the play-in, and yes, they can make noise, but trying to reintegrate Zion Williams into this team just doesn't make sense with just a little amount of games left. But even then, I think these Pelicans are very good, especially with adding a guy like C.J. McCollum, who is a good scorer. He's a veteran. He knows what to do, especially down the stretch. He can win you games maybe when you shouldn't. And when you're actually trying to win games, and these other teams are not trying to win games that much, you can actually pick up more wins than you should. I believe at the end of the day, the New Orleans Pelicans will jump over the Lakers and they'll have the ninth spot and they'll host the Los Angeles Lakers for the first play-in game. And you're going to have a lot of guys returning and that is going to be Brandon Ingram who played for the, the Lakers. And when LeBron came in, you pushed him out. So I think this is a team that I want to watch and the games I want to watch are with the Pelicans because at the end of the day, the Pelicans can be very good. And I think that's the team to watch. So we need one of these other teams to fall back. So we need the Wizards to fall back below, which I think they will, but also the Knicks to continue to fall. If that happens, that still keeps the Lakers with the 11th worst record in the NBA and will give the Grizzlies their pick. Let's talk a little bit about the Lakers. They they do have 18 games in 33 days, so it's still a, a decent, tough stretch. It's not as bad as Washington's, but they have the number one strength of schedule left. That is the biggest issue. They still do have two games against the Pelicans, two games against the Wizards, and so there's a chance that there could be games that they split, but also they could maybe sweep one of those teams. They could sweep the Wizards, and which would put them farther back of the Lakers, which would give them still a better pick. The Lakers are trying to win. I don't believe 
that there's any point in LeBron's career they would allow them to tank, to potentially be the 10th seed in the West, but just fall below maybe Washington or New York to grab the the 10th worst record. So you keep your first-round pick, but then you fall below and get that 10th spot, and so you don't fall completely out of the playoffs. You're still in the play-in. It's just you're not the home team. That is the scariest scenario to me because that could happen. All they need to do is realize there's nobody under them. The Blazers and the Spurs and the Kings, they aren't coming up to take away this playoff spot, this play-in spot. So if we fall to the 10th spot, that's okay in the West because nobody's coming up to grab that spot. Well, the other thing is, is they realize these other teams are playing their young guys and are trying to get stuff figured out. Well, maybe they rest LeBron. And when you rest LeBron, hopefully you can gear him up for that play-in. That's the scary part of all this. It's the scariest part of the scenario. Anthony Davis, he went out on um, 217. He looks to be evaluated in four weeks is what they said. So that would put him around 317 with 13 games remaining. That's just reevaluated. Let's say they come back and say it's another week or two. Then you cut that, pretty much cut that games remaining in half. And so he remains uh, coming back with six to eight games left, max. Like that doesn't make sense either. Unless they're trying to reintegrate because they have beliefs that they are a championship team still. Like I don't think they scare anybody. But I also think that they could potentially scare everybody. If you're bringing back Anthony Davis, fully healthy, LeBron rested just enough, and Russell Westbrook, who, why why they haven't done this all season, I said this initially over at Free Basketball on the Leeds Podcast Network, why you don't somehow switch those guys out. LeBron goes off the court, Westbrook comes on the court, he runs the team without it, then you let LeBron and AD run together, let Westbrook pretty much run the bench unit as a starter. And then sometimes he closes, sometimes he doesn't. Like, how hard is that? Anyway, I'm getting off topic today. But that's really the team that that scares me is the team that's smart enough to realize that they could rest LeBron and still get the 10th seed out West and really get a healthier LeBron. They, get, they keep their pick. And then they just have to go beat New Orleans in New Orleans, and then play whether it's the Clippers or the Timberwolves to get in that last play-in spot just to be handed the Phoenix Suns. Wow. There's a lot going on, and there's a, there's a lot of things to watch in this. And so games I wanted to kind of circle and watch, uh, and I want to share a few with you before we get out of here. Uh, but tonight we have the Grizzlies versus Pelicans. The Grizzlies need to win this game because it continues to hurt the Pelicans. That way, the Lakers don't really have to win as many games to still be close to that spot. So this game is very important. The Grizzlies need to win, uh, especially the Pelicans. I feel like they're going to be a little a little angry. They're coming up to win. The Grizzlies have a lot to prove as well. They just look terrible on national TV. And then they went and they beat a terrible Magic team at home, which was fine. Then you go to Houston and you look bad. So there's a, the ball's not going the right direction. So they need to get it turned around and start getting to the point where they can beat these good teams, but also rest guys and still win games and still look good. Uh, Wednesday, 
There's four games we're looking at to watch, and that's going to be the Lakers versus Houston. Lakers should win that. Uh, the Magic take on the Pelicans. Looks like the Pelicans should win that. Uh, the Knicks versus the Mavs. The Mavs are making a push to potentially grab that Southwest division, and we don't want to do that. We're still four games up on them, so we want to keep them back. And then the Wizards versus the Clippers. The Clippers are still trying to win games because they want to potentially hop over uh, the Timberwolves so they can host the, that first play-in game, between, uh, which is the 7-8 and eight seed. And so that's going to be a, still a, a push game. And I think the Wizards, because they do have a lot of these important games coming up, this is a game that I feel like they think they could still win. But also this could be a game where they maybe rest some people because they, they pick and choose games where they really want to win. So this is a flip-flop game. But being out in L.A., you're going from the East Coast to the West Coast. I think that's going to be in the Clippers' favor. All right, Thursday, just one game to watch, and that's Brooklyn versus 76ers. Why? It's a good game, but, but why not? It's it's Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid. It's a game I'm going to watch, uh, but also we want Brooklyn to win. The farther they go up, the more they push those games away, the Wizards and the New York Knicks will just kind of go away and go home. Speaking of the New York Knicks, the Grizzlies host the New York Knicks on Friday. The Hornets will go down to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. The Wizards take on the Lakers. So there's your Wizards-Lakers matchup right there. So the Wizards then, if you're looking at that, the Wizards play Wednesday, and then they're out on the West Coast already. They're staying there at um, Crypto Center, whatever it's called, the Old Staples Center. So they're playing on Friday versus the Lakers, so they're still in L.A., still on the West Coast. But then Saturday... The Wizards take on the Blazers. The Blazers are bad. They're losing. But that's three games in just four days out on the West Coast. That's going to be a tough stretch for the Wizards, and that's why I think, in the end, I think they fall back. All right, let's check out Sunday. There's three games. They're, they're not crazy good games, but if you look at these New York versus the Nets, we need the Nets to continue to win, especially against the New York Knicks, push them down a little bit farther. Houston versus New Orleans. New Orleans, like I said, this is why I think they're going to make that push. They have an easier schedule, and now they get to host the Rockets in town who aren't good. They lost 12 in a row before the Grizzlies uh, did what they did against them and let them win. But then you also had the Lakers versus Phoenix. You could then look by Sunday, you could look at this and, and see that now the Lakers are in the 10th spot and that the New Orleans Pelicans are potentially in the 9th spot. And at that point, does it stay that way? And so we want to make sure we're watching all these. But the the reason is, is because the Grizzlies have a chance to be really good this year. But also, the Grizzlies have a chance to be really good for the future. And I think a really big part of that is not that we have to have that 11th or 12th pick in the draft. A lottery pick, you're getting a better player. But just think of it like this. like You're getting a player to add with the likes of John ja Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. You add another guy. But what you also do is you're able to add a young player, whether they go and get somebody who needs a few years to develop before he's good, whether they go get somebody who fills a need for them, which allows them to move on from maybe a, a guy who they would normally sign as a free agent, um, whether it's actually a player that is really, really good, that is a little bit higher than them, that maybe falls, or 
is it that they package the other one or two picks to jump up even higher to get a player that they love that would fit in on this team? Because as you all know, this team is loaded with talent. They're so deep, which is a good thing. But at some point, you have to let guys walk, which would go get paid more money somewhere else, which that's fine. We want that to happen. But we also want to continue to have a really good team and a really good bench, which is the reason this team is good. And so with that being said, you're about to play you're about to pay John Morant, obviously max money. You've already paid Jaron Jackson Jr. Desmond Bain at some point is going to get a good contract. I don't know if he's going to be maxed, but he's going to get a really good contract. And that's going to be three guys you're paying a good amount of money to. So getting a guy that is a lottery pick that can help you win right now on a very team-friendly contract, that's also very important. Because they have Zaire Williams, who nobody thought he'd be as good as he is. He's playing very well. And he's only going to get a little older, more mature. But his defense is showing out against the likes of players like Brandon Ingram, who you'll see tonight. And so if his shot continues to fall, that's another player. Eventually, they'll move on from some players, probably like Steven Adams. So do they go get a big guy in the draft? They have to eventually move on from Tyus unless they pay him and then don't go get a backup point guard for cheap. So there's a lot of questions for the future. And so I think getting this pick, whether it's the 11th, whether it's the 12th, I don't think it matters at that point. We obviously want the 11th if possible. But what this does, this allows the, free, the, uh, the front office to be just a little bit more aggressive in the offseason. And it says, hey, we, we can allow Kyle Anderson or Tyus Jones or both to walk. You allow them to walk, you keep the team you have, and you trust in the guys that you have right now. Because Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, John Morant, Zaire Williams are all going to get a one year older. They're about to have more playoff experience. And you still have Steven Adams coming back on a fairly decent contract when you're adding in another player that's on a rookie salary. So there's nothing wrong with that. You've already paid Desmond, uh, you've already paid DeAnthony Melton, you've already paid Dylan Brooks. And so at that point, maybe they make the swing. Maybe they make a swing to grab somebody in right now because the window's open with that young draft pick to get in another player. And you don't have to let go of a Dylan Brooks. Or maybe you let go of Dylan Brooks and pair that new guy with this top 11, top 12 player. So there's a lot of things that could happen. And that's why this draft and and what's happening down the stretch with these teams that we never thought the Lakers would be in this spot is very important. So as long as we can cheer on the Lakers to keep winning, which I don't want to do, I want to make sure I cheer harder to get the Knicks, Pelicans, and the Wizards to lose. I would rather cheer for teams to lose. That way I don't have to care about what the Lakers do. My main thing, and I don't want this to happen, is the Lakers finally figure it out and get smart and say, we can drop to the 10th spot in the West and fall down into the 10th worst record in the NBA. And we get the best of both worlds because we're already in the play-in game. We're going to be 9th or 10th no matter what. There's no way they're turning it around at this point. So maybe they figure it out and they do that. Or maybe they're just cocky enough to say, screw it. We don't care. 
And LeBron says, I don't care. I'm not losing games because of a draft pick. Screw you guys. We don't care about you. So who knows? But I want to just share that because I think it's very important uh, because there's a lot of good players in this upcoming draft. Uh, I think there's probably eight that I really love uh, because I think they could be really good players in the league. But there's also a few more players that I really like that if the Grizzlies got, I felt good about. Uh, So there's a lot of things that could happen. And so I do not put it past the Grizzlies to be able to get into that eight, the top eight, the top seven, potentially with all the picks that they have, if they can have the number 11th pick overall. There's a lot of teams that are still rebuilding. So you have to think the Grizzlies are way ahead of schedule and this gives them a chance to really solidify this team for the future. So I hope that you enjoyed this. This is a different kind of a breakdown than we normally do, uh, but I think it was something that was kind of on my, you know, my my head and what I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, I know Grish Twitter has talked about it a lot as well. Uh, but coming up, um, I am taking a vacation coming up this next week. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when podcasts will be coming out. I'm not exactly sure who's going to be recording them. I do hope that it's not me just personally and selfishly. Uh, And my wife probably says the same thing. Uh, But if worst case, I will record a podcast. But if not, I have a few thoughts and a few people up my sleeve that I'm thinking about leaning on and having them put something out. Uh, So stay tuned. It could be a surprise to everyone who actually is on the podcast this next week, whether it is going to come out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Uh, We could have a couple podcasts come out, uh, but just stay tuned on who exactly puts out the podcast coming up. So everyone have a great week. Let's take care of business tonight. I will be in FedEx Forum tonight with the rest of Grizz Lead. We're all joining together to come together to watch a game tonight. They're in the grindhouse. So be nice and tell your friends.